Hello there, welcome to episode 31 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And tonight we have a very special treat for you, our first ever Brit on the show. Very excited. I know a lot of you listening in the uh, United States and Canada and elsewhere um, probably won't understand my excitement and enthusiasm. But tonight we have Chloe Edwards joining us from Ladnudno in North Wales. Um, she's originally from Crewe uh, in the Northwest. And she's going to talk about her own personal experiences uh, from her injury uh, in 2015. So here we go. I hope you'll enjoy this as much as we did. Right, so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a first here on the podcast, uh, our first Brit on the show. So welcome to Chloe Edwards. Thank you very much. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I I think... um, the guests so far were from uh, New Zealand, Australia, America and Canada, so it's just nice to have somebody who knows what I'm bloody talking about when I talk <laughs> about Britain. So, how are you doing, Chloe? Yeah, really good, thank you. Yeah, you? Excellent, great, thank you. Thank you for well, being so generous with your time to come and pleasure. talk to us. Um, so, first of all, uh, as we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and also how you found the groups on Facebook as well? Yeah, so I am. Um, I'm 38. I live in, in North Wales. I'm a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. and um, I, yeah, I joined the groups quite soon after um, I real, you know, was diagnosed with post concussion syndrome. Yeah, and I I found them really really helpful to find that I wasn't alone, mm. and it and I think there's not much information there at all for you through you know the medical field no it's true so to find out that i wasn't mad than other people were experiencing it too was just invaluable really yeah 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 like you say we uh i i don't know if you know about the experience that i had i mean mine mine was back august 2006 um and i I had two head injuries in space of 10 minutes and just I try. I, I tried to get to see an, even just to get to see a neurologist, Chloe. Yeah. For eight years, but had no luck at all. Gosh. And that I had a I, f- further two concussions as well, so they just didn't want to deal with me. It's just awful. <laughs> I was really lucky. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was referred to Walton, and I'm so lucky. I live where I do. Yeah. Because it's an incredible neurology um, department in Liverpool. In Liverpool, yeah. And the, the, the consultant I saw specialised in post-concussion syndrome. Ah, so, okay. in all, in, I mean, you know, several Facebook groups and the amount of people that are told, it's all in their head. And, yeah, we know it is. But, you know, in a, in a negative <laughs> yeah, way, yeah, they're making yeah. it a, yeah. and it doesn't exist. Mm. And, it, and, you know, it's depression or whatever. I think I'm, I'm so lucky that I saw somebody who was experienced in researching post-concussion syndrome and could say to you know I give symptoms like I can't you know I can't follow a conversation I can't rem- you know remember things mm-hmm. all you know all the yeah. different symptoms and you go yep yeah, yep yeah, that's normal like I can't do this yep yeah, that's normal and he just knew wow, so that's... I'm really lucky in that respect and thank what... god for the NHS <laughs> uh well yeah <laughs> I, might, I might take issue with you in some of that but thank god for yeah. the NHS in Liverpool shall we say yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's so it's such a postcode lottery, isn't it? And it exactly you know obviously your yeah. experience completely different. So I'm so lucky that yeah. I do live I, I think, you know or 
got the referrals that I got. Yeah, you've hit on a very, very important subject there for for, for Brits anyway, is that, yeah, it is dependent on the area where yeah, you live. totally. And, yeah, Liverpool obviously is, is uh, it's a great city. It's a, it's a big city. You have a lot of uh, kind of medical research and, and medical yeah. research hospitals there. Um, and it, it really is um, based on where you live. Which yeah. it just, it's kind of criminal, really, because yeah, they, don't, they don't treat other illnesses like that. You know, cancer, diabetes, other <laughs> things. You know, wherever you live, you can get treated. But I, I started kind of challenging them back from 2006, and I have been ever since, and they just don't want to engage, uh, mostly. But am I, That's crazy. What, what was the name of the chap at Liverpool? Dr. Adji. Dr. Adji. I might get in touch I'll- with him. I'll double. I'll I'll double check. Okay. I've got, yeah. I've got um a, a link and a screenshot to his professional information oh, right. about yeah. his hospital. Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. Be at Walton Hospital. Right. Yeah. I'd be grateful yeah. if you got that later. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Will do. Uh, so when was you you your injury and what actually in, happened to you? In January two thousand and fifteen, I was okay. driving home, mm. and I noticed a car a bit further on, um, a couple of hundred yards down the road out of control and I thought he's gonna hit me oh. and he did and he hit me on the front the offside front right. of my car and then he sort of spat out of control and um thought I thought it was fine. Mm. I got out I thought my main concern was I was blocking the road. Oof, I thought, yeah. Oh god, you know, I'm blocking the road here. Checked he you know, he was alright. I got checked to the ambulance, fine. Mm. Uh, went home, my husband picked me up, that was that. Yeah. And then that was on the Friday. Okay, over the weekend, mm-hmm. woke up for work. Did did some work on some planning and <laughs> for some student teachers on the on the Sunday night. Yeah, got up for work Friday mor- uh, Monday morning. I was exhausted. I had right. zero energy at all. Wow. I was teaching all day, and I didn't have the energy to say you know bother that to say good morning to the class. Never yeah. mind. I, uh-huh. I've never felt like that before. No. And didn't go in, and then it just it just got worse. The Wednesday, I, I ended up going to the doctors, and then I had like a I couldn't see anything. Mm. It, everything went black, but there was like a like a lightning bolt, one sort of bit of white through through my vision, and then um, went to A and E, and they said, "Oh, it's concussion. Right. You know, if anything changes, come back." So went home, and then. I got sort of all tink, like pins and needles, my face went numb. Yeah. So I went back in and they said, they gave me a leaflet, I think, on post-concussion syndrome. Oh, I but see. But yeah. this was in the, you know, within the, the week. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I was just shattered. and But then it was, um, all the cognitive problems was, was my big thing. Yeah. So I was off, off work for a year. <laughs> right. I went from being eight. I, I've, I've since <laughs> learned through... <laughs> The neuropsychologist I saw, there's no such thing as um, multitasking. It's switching your attention really quickly. But I could go right. from having a conversation <clears throat> and writing an email to doing something else at the same time to not yeah. being able to add two numbers. So, right. yeah. Yeah, and they, they do. The, the news research says that actually um, don't brag about being able to multitask and things because it's actually very, very bad for your brain long term. It's actually yeah. not yeah. good for you. You shouldn't try and do it. And this, this kind of like, I don't know, some people kind of like, 
have medals to you know see how much they can personal medals <laughs> to see how much they can kind of multitask and how, you know wear it like a badge of honor but it's not actually a good thing no no it's not good so where did you go from there did, did you get any like uh, kind of uh, follow-ups or uh, referrals within the first it few weeks no um it, that was then it was just such a confusing time yeah. I'd gone from, you know, teaching, I was acting head at the time, running the school. Right. Okay. And I just couldn't, I couldn't have conversations. Mm-hmm. So you just... Uh, if someone interrupted me, I could I could not get back to what I was thinking about. Yeah. And then, it was all the first, the first time I was interrupted, the first time I couldn't retain something in my working memory to add an, you know, the first time I couldn't copy a phone number down over the phone and yeah. just burst into tears. Because oh. you can't, when your brain's like exhausted, you can't think, yeah. process the words you need to say or just hang on a minute. You can't do it. And No. Yeah, and it, I went to the, I think, oh, yeah, GP. Hmm. And then I, f- I think it was a while before referral went into Walton to the neurologist. Yeah. And then, I, there was an, you know, an MRI, but oh, that was in, I think yeah. it was March, April time I went to the neurologist mm. and he said, yeah, all you said is normal, it's normal, just rest, time, that's it, just that's what it takes. And then right. I was referred to, luckily enough again, where I live, um, mm-hmm. as a brain injury centre in a few, a, few, oh, a few minutes away from where I live. Yeah. So I saw um, wow. a neuropsychologist there. And that was just, you know, doing assessments. Yeah. Um, they were hideous and, oh, just feel like you want to throw yeah. up after them. They were horrible. Right. Um, <laughs> Not great. Far too much for my brain at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just just rest and just learning what, what was about the right amount for my brain to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I, when I got back to being in full-time work, Oh, I can't tell you how happy I was. Mm, I bet. Just, I didn't think I'd get there. I thought I'd have to give my career up. Yeah. I genuinely, I was genuinely dead. Thought I'd never be able to teach again. Yeah, it, it can be very scary, and like you mentioned, yeah. Chloe, and it, those early symptoms where you get that that kind of like your mind is blank and your recall, your ability to recall is just yeah. is just shot. Then you get if you yeah. if you get that emotional ability, you might uh, laugh or cry or, or kind of be totally sad for, for no abs- yeah. absolutely no reason, and it, it one one what I think is one symptom kind of knocks on the next one's door, and that sets that off, and all of a sudden you've got, I mean you've got about forty odd symptoms in, in, under the syndrome. Wow. It's it's crazy, but mm-hmm. did you did you suffer any type of amnesia early days or? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I lost my Welsh. Um, <coughs> right. Moved here to, to, to go to uni when I was 18. I went to night class okay. to learn Welsh. And I was mm. pre, you know, pretty fluent that went. And I couldn't oh, remember. Yeah. I've, I've still got gaps now. Yeah. Quite significant things that people say and I've just got no <coughs> recollection at all. Yeah. But it was about a year and a half later that I had a, a, an appointment with one neuropsych through through insurance right and he said you were unconscious because he asked a question about what you know what i remembered after the crash and my first memory was getting out of the car and he said well no there's a gap that you don't remember things i would have been doing like Mm. taking my seat off blah 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 
And then, but it took, I remember that point was in the, in the September after. So it took, it, you know, it was a long time till someone said, actually, you were unconscious, but oh, not for, yeah, not for long. Yeah, yeah. Second, yeah. But yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, there's, there's certainly <laughs> gaps. And think things did start coming back, but there are still some gaps there. Yeah, of course. Uh, weird, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, there's three main types of amnesia. So the first one is like immediately at the impact or an accident, and afterwards for a few weeks you get what they call post traumatic amnesia, and that is mainly the inability to recall the events and yeah. time and 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 context around it. Then there's uh, obviously retrograde and anterograde amnesia. Retrograde is where you can't recall stuff from the past, and you're like who am I kind of like, you know, kind of what the, what, what the hell, you know, like, like you said about speaking Welsh and not being able to recall that. Um, and anterior, yeah, an, yeah anterograde is where you have difficulty making new memories. So that's where you little, I did like walking around the house going, what am I looking for? <laughs> what, what, what am I doing? What I, I set out to, to go like to the other side of the house to get something and now I've completely forgotten. <laughs> so, You've done your research, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah, I've had a long time to do it, to be fair. I set off mm-hmm. kind of like, um, well, yeah, actually from 2006 to about 2009, my life was just carnage. I just, I lost my house, lost my job, lost everything, um, ended up homeless and just kind of like, it was like a whole kind of mess of stuff because uh, I'd had like three uh, mild traumatic brain injuries in those three years. And I've had others since and, and learned how to recover from them. So, yeah, I was... Uh, I think I just kind of crammed it all into a short yeah. space of time. Um, it's just awful the impact <clears throat> it can have on, like, to have that level of impact on your life. It's just, yeah. which, as you said, if it was a different type of injury, it wouldn't that wouldn't have happened, would it? No, well, if if they could see it, was yeah. always my said, you can't see it, so therefore they say, oh, it's well, it doesn't exist. Good. And I think yeah. I, I possibly went through, you know, some of what you might have been through as well, where. I was told, uh, you know, they kept giving me more and more prescription medications. And uh, at a while they said, like, I think they got me onto, I mean, uh, all kinds of horrible stuff. And then they're like, oh, we want you to go and see a psychiatrist. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have mental health issues. I don't, I've never been depressed yeah. in my life. I don't have any, I'm not on any kind of spectrum or anything. And then, yeah. of course, sent to a psychiatrist. And then he's like, oh, and I kept saying, well, I've had these, you know, concussions he's and I've got post concussion syndrome I've got a GP he's given me a letter to it said he diagnosed me with that he's like oh no it must be something in your childhood it must be um a relationship <laughs> and in the end they wanted to label me with with I think they got me up to about uh taking eight or nine prescription no at nine or ten prescription drugs uh and then they were trying to say well oh you, your behavior's erratic you must be bipolar <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so and all this time I had not been allowed to see a neurologist or a neuropsychologist so I kind of like yeah they, they led me down the garden path and then so, uh, lied, yeah. lied to me massively and uh, just left me on the streets so yeah uh, don't mess don't mess with the NHS <laughs> oh, it's just... I call them the no hope service <laughs> but um, yeah that's my experience well, yeah, that's just awful. Yeah, so anyway, I'm still here, still smiling, still happy. All right, so... Back so, to amnesia, though. I, didn't, you, yeah. I never forgot who I was, but I remember no. forgetting about one of my best friends and just... Right. I, th- I don't know if... 
they got in touch or someone said something and I was like, oh yeah, that person. And I just completely yeah. forgotten they'd exist they existed and wow. yeah if i yeah. wasn't reminded about people and things yeah you did they're just and not could, being... yeah be on the phone to someone and then them interrupt me yeah. and i could never get back to my, what i was saying but then i'd forget who i was on the phone to yeah it's strange um, isn't it and and people out there listening if you are caregivers or you are um have friends or family that have had brain injury or don't forget to regularly get in touch with them you know, because because yeah. of that very reason, you know, I, I was the same. I, I've kind of like socially, your social skills go to well, go to shit yeah. basically. Yeah. They really, really go to hell. Um, and you know, some of the good things that come long term is you realise that some people uh, that that aren't very sympathetic or empathic or kind of don't un- want to understand what you're going through. Yeah, you may not need to have them in your life anymore. If they're not, yeah. if they're not prepared do, to accept you, you do learn who your friends are definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, say we say we're going forward to like the end of your first year in recovery, and you're back at work, Chloe. Uh, yeah. Can you give us any specific things that you did, maybe in terms of uh, either supplements, natural medicine, or things, anything else that you were taking or doing uh, that helped you? I would uh, not have got back to work. If I hadn't been going to the gym, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I really struggle being off work, and for me, that's traumatic yes. as well as the brain injury. It is. I, I feel I have no purpose in my life, and everything that every time I sort of meet with occupational health or a new consultant or something, yeah. they'd ask me what I did, and I'd say I'm an acting head, and I'd just break down because I wasn't. I was I wasn't able to to do my job. Yeah. Um, but once as soon as the consultant in Walton cleared me to go back to the gym because I've been doing been doing CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting before. Wow. As right. soon as he said <laughs> the next day I was there and yeah. I had like balance issues and stuff and had to relearn like my coordination was absolutely shot. Yes. I could yeah. not. I could you know that box jumps okay the concentrate and jump and aim you realize don't you what's involved oh, in all yeah, these things yeah, wow <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden but, i have to think about all this hang on yeah, you, yeah and i, I say to that many people you don't realize what your brain does till it doesn't work anymore do you oh, holy moly. no idea no you don't you don't realize um and and there's a saying i think it was on uh, a guy called don greenbank said uh uh, health, it, good health is a crown that a normal person wears on the head, you know, kind of like invisibly, but only a sick person can really see it. And that's yeah. really, really pertinent for brain injury because yeah. you don't see it. That person looks all right to me. You look all right. Yeah. What's wrong I with you? I got that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you don't as we all si- do, yeah. You don't look sick to me. <laughs> no. And, no. you know, being tested by people to make sure that, you know, to, you know, is this just a pretense of doing or uh, is it going to kind of, is it, you know, the mask going to slip with this pretense or is it actually real? Yeah. Yeah, people could be cruel. <laughs> wouldn't make, you wouldn't make up the, the things you can't do. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't no, make that No, no, he's, he's, people can be very cruel. I mean, like, you wouldn't go, uh-huh. you wouldn't go up to somebody who was just diagnosed with cancer and go, you know, are you really sick? Are you, are you really sick or any other kind of disease or illness? But unfortunately, people do. Um, yeah. It's a sad fact. And I think yeah. uh, I've do, we've done a couple of episodes on, on kind of 
CPTSD, complex person, oh, I can never bloody say this, also CPTSD, <laughs> complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and the things which can actually start following a head injury. Um, but, and people, it's it's very it's very complex, but the the problems can be rooted in another early life issue, or some type of bad relationship. But brain injury is a massive trigger. Um, right. You see, it's a massive yeah. trigger for all that because you know you can end up being traumatized by what's going on around you. Yeah. Right. So yeah. so you're back at the gym. You you're working yeah. out. You're doing everything you you want to do. Was there a point then that you felt that you started to improve physically and coordination wise or is that still shot no no I, yeah i like compete you know back to competitive Good. crossfit and all right excellent i did i don't know how long after which isn't very helpful for you is it i'd say a couple of years it took a couple mm. of years right. um but yeah i was i then got better than i had been before you know through more practice and getting fitter and stronger and stuff yeah um yeah, so the the gym, um, I'd, I'd never taken any medication, and no doctor suggested anything to me. Oh, thank God. Um, and I wouldn't have particularly wanted anything, but no. yeah, so no. And then, at the t- definitely in the first year, I didn't I didn't do this, but a cl- mm. you know a clean diet really yes. does help you, doesn't it? That, that it, do, it does, yeah, massively. Uh, it does. Um, yeah. What like a, and it, walking, getting fr- you know fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, that was going. We've got a lovely little mountain in Flandidna called the Orm, a little hill. Oh, and walking around that before I could go back to the gym. Right, yeah. Walking around that was my, you know, sanctuary and lovely. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. But, I think yeah, that's 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 very good. I mean, like walking and, and fast walking is is probably better than exerting yourself with running in many ways. Um, I I always used to do a lot of walking when I was in those early years trying to recover as well. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything natural that you'd taken or supplements-wise that's helped, or anything? no, no? So you're just no. naturally quite healthy anyway. That's that's well, good. not always. Well, no, no, but I mean, <laughs> not always. You, you know, it was a year of comfort food. <laughs> oh, when, when okay, I was right. First, yeah. yeah, after the first, right. the first, during okay. the first year, yeah. <laughs> well, food is medicine, they say. Yeah, food yeah. is medicine. Not that type of food, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think. Um, I mean, I've changed down the years and changing now. Uh, I, I did 16 years vegetarian uh, and then yeah. then realised recently because of fibromyalgia as well and a, a few other bits and pieces. Because I got vaccine damage 20 years ago. That was the NHS as well. Yeah, they uh, they persuaded me to have a flu jab one year. And I was only, so I would have been uh, 25 so not old or ill or anything um, and they went on and on and on at me to get the flu jab because I'd had a chest infection um, where I was working in Leeds working in the city and they were like yeah and eventually I'd, at the time I didn't know anything about vaccines and I went and had it and within hours I got very sick I was very exhausted fatigued this was before PCS before fibromyalgia got really really ill well like flu bad flu-like symptoms or what I now know to be fibromyalgia symptoms and in the months that followed that my immune system just went to hell Um, and now I've only just got to this end of last year uh, taking something called GCMAF which is uh, immunotherapy to help kind of repair a lot of the damage uh, last 20 years and uh, that's wonderful stuff Um, 
but for, for me, I needed that because I had so many things that, that from when your immune system goes down, you, you get all these problems. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to have had that and I'm going to get some more very soon <laughs> when I can yeah. afford it. Um, it's just basically, it's the uh, macrophage, uh, like the, like the uh, immune system in your body, it stimulates all that to get oh, you going. Wow. So enough about me anyway. <laughs> right. So um so you've never taken supplements and medicines and things. So I think that's that's uh probably more unusual um with people with PCS. Normally people will try all kinds of things. Um but definitely I think if you if you had that passion of your job and your work as a teacher driving you on to get fit. Yeah then I sincerely think that belief, Chloe, would be uh, kind of stronger than anything yeah. else anyway. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think is it, there's a fine line between, like a very fine line between acceptance and hope. Yes. I, I think, because mm-hmm. I'm a very, very like, positive person and mm-hmm. I think nev- negativity just kills, kills us, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. I think that, yeah, <laughs> I, I with my sort of recovery, there was it got to about December, so a pretty much a year, yeah. and there was just a spike of a spike of improvement. And I remember being in the living right. room, and a friend came round. She interrupted me, bloody answered her, and then carried on talking. And I looked <laughs> at my husband. We were like, oh my! We were just like we couldn't believe it. We were like, oh my god! And there was this just this sudden yeah. spike in it. And it happened again yeah, a few months yeah. later. Just suddenly, I could do more and more, and um, and I think <clears throat> the neg- you know, being negative and thinking I'm never going to get back, or I'm ne- whatever it is you want to do, whatever it's a career mm. or certain skills or or whatever. But then it, there's another ex- another sort of sideway. In a way, you've got to just accept yeah. potentially the new you, and yes, I think it is hard. Yeah, but definitely remaining positive and just wanting to get better. Yeah, I think I always say this to people now because, um, and through a lot of the podcasts I've said this, that one of the most important ingredients in your recovery is belief. Yeah. And um, as I've, I think I started the groups on Facebook, there was nothing on the internet in uh, March or April 2009. So like right. eleven, nearly eleven years ago, whatever now, yeah. and there was nothing there. There was like one neuro talk group, which was just like random. It was acquired brain injury, all kinds of stuff. Um, but there was there was nothing, and mm-hmm. down the years, what we've seen is there, there's generally two or three types of people that come regularly and post and share, and one is the ones are on a lot of medications. Um, often they feel that they need all those or in, in such as the States and Canada, Chloe, it's where their insurance pays for things like that. Yeah. And, and because it's paid for, they'll take it. Yeah. Um, whereas, as we know, there's only kind of suppressed the symptoms. Uh, yeah. And we went for a few years of that where people were just only wanting to talk about whatever medications they were taking. But now things have moved on. Um, and a lot more people are realising they can, can recover naturally. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. Bit of positivity, load of resilience. The, the belief, yeah, the belief is everything. some healthy food. <clears throat> yeah, good food. And you know. Time and rest, and, and then I had um, 
um, occupational health. Um, mm. But oh, really, right, okay. because of my job and because I understood about learning and the processes involved in learning, mm-hmm. I kind of could work it out for myself. But <laughs> it was all about pacing my job and yeah. fitting in breaks when I could and um, make it's got to be the right amount of challenge for your brain, the right amount of stimulus because yes. not enough. And I don't, you know, those neurons aren't going to connect and and too much and it, you're going to be knackered and spooned out, as I, I call it. Um, <laughs> and it's just, get, yeah, getting the balance right. But then I'm lucky, at mine was nowhere near as bad as other people's. You know, I could still talk, I could, you know... Yeah, we, we we do get a, a wide variety of people yeah. in the groups. I know we, we only we, we deal with mild traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome, but a lot of people come anyway maybe they've got a severe traumatic brain injury, they might have been in a coma or had a terrible yeah. accident or even traumatic brain injury. So we just try and kind of accept everybody. Yeah. And so that, that's I think that's the main thing because yeah. a, a lot of things will overlap as well. Um, yeah. Right, so uh, where we go from here? I think, um, yeah, you said you, you've only had the one brain injury, didn't you, five years yeah. ago? Okay, yeah, so that's good. Um, we have had other episodes on like multiple concussions and things and chronic, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, yeah. which is CTE, um, where it does get a lot more com- complex for people. Um, so in terms of like food and nutrition, I know we've covered this before, uh, on previous podcasts, uh, but Chloe, could you give us some kind of idea of of, of good kind of diet or ha- good habits diet wise that you might? I mean, I can't. I'm people? a bit of a hypocrite because I certainly no, do. We're not, all hypocrites. Not <laughs> no, forget the comfort food um, era, <laughs> but just yeah, about yeah. What, about um, how you are now. I mean, a little bit of what you fancy does you good, doesn't it? But definitely, definitely. I think I can. I I think everything we need is here. So. Yeah. So I just it just makes sense to me that everything we need to eat is is here and we don't need to make it. Yeah. And I good point. You know, all the you know just getting loads of vitamins and minerals in. Yeah. Um. Just I I've you know I've done it again recently. I snapped my Achilles in September. Oh. So I was in the in the moon boot boot shame on crutches, not allowed oh. in blooming oh. work. So the same thing happened. It's boredom, and I was sat sat on the sofa, couldn't move. And I was shoveling the crisps in like no end. Anyway, uh. back in work now. <laughs> Yay! And I've been eating better. And yeah. again, I can feel I'm in an amazing mood. I feel focused. I can concentrate so much better. Mm-hmm. And all I'm changing is cutting out the crap and getting yeah. my getting my fruit, getting my five a day in. But it right, does yeah. work. Okay. So are you, are you do you have a like ketogenic type diet or? Oh, no, 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 I, no. Just do... I, was, I was veggie, I can beat you at 23 years. Oh, um, wow, But I need well, protein for the gains, you see, in the gym, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's fair <laughs> I, enough. Yeah. I eat a lot of a lot of chicken and veg and potatoes are my favourite, yeah. so yeah. Right, so, yeah. Well, not, not a ketogenic diet, though. No, I, I'm trying to do that because that fit that when I started doing the GC math uh, every day, that you've, you've got to have, like, uh, green veggies and... Um, you know, like fish, chicken. I, I've never been one for red meats, but then I went back to an intolerance test. I saw it the other day, and it was like you're intolerant foods, and there's like chickens on there, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I've oh, been really? eating chicken for months, and uh, yeah, uh, the stuff that was on it, 
It was Brussels sprouts, which I was really glad about. Is it? Is it? Do you trust it though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's really tip top. The, yeah, guy, the guy's. Okay. Uh, I think he's up in near New, in Newcastle. He runs Intolerance Labs, and uh, yeah, and the stuff he's put on there. And I think when I thought looked at it and thought about it, uh, like casseins from milk, butter, baked goods, and different stuff. And I thought, yeah, yeah. and he even does like non food stuff. So I was like, uh, he tests like something like eight hundred. No, I can't. No, it must be more than a thousand things, and okay. the non-food stuff was like uh, wool fibers, and I was like, okay. holy, "Holy crap!" Uh, every time I put like a, Chloe, every time like I put like a, I have like a lovely big like lamb's wool sweater that I used yeah. to say for winter. But every time I had it on, I'd, my throat would start to itch. I'd get like sore, really? and I'd get like my oh, nose would oh, oh. close. And I, I, I always thought that I had some kind of intolerance to that. But this, this this guy was fantastic, and I think it only uh, it wasn't expensive either. No. Um, but yeah, he definitely he'd gone through the foods, and yeah, and then I forgot that chicken was on there, and I was like, start eating meat again. <laughs> and so, so now there's no chicken now. No, so sorry, but I've got I, I've got celiac disease, so I don't eat gluten anyway. Oh, I see. Um, right, yeah. I think uh, yeast was on mine, and. Uh, Wheat, uh, wheat and pasta was on there and other stuff and it was like yeah but I, I've I've uh, had a histamine intolerance as well so uh-huh. so that's where you when you eat food to eat that are histamine honey. liberators uh no not honey but like strawberries there's one that's massive uh, one. kiwi uh yeah certain things yeah. Uh, or anything that's aged or pickled or that's uh, been kind of preserved is high in histamines uh, there's a whole there's a whole load of stuff, but um, I thought honey because of bee stings. That's how my brain works. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. No, I'm okay with honey actually. Yeah, because uh, um, I, I use something now. Um, I know I'm I'm a bit of a case study really for for uh, chronic health, um, but I recently came across something. Is a German doctor, Doctor Klinghart, and he's uh, a functional bio biochemist doctor wonderful chap old old guy as well but really good sense of humor and um, he uh, introduced me to something called uh, cystus tea uh, cystus is rock rose uh, rock rose grows wild in sardinia uh, and it's a really strange plant beautiful flowering plant but it can go years without water oh god yeah so in in this particular plant that they're making to the cystus incanus tea um, yeah it's full of phytochemicals, full of essential oils and uh, alkaloids, as- acids, all kinds of stuff. And um, basically, it's really good, because um, I'm, I'm going to get technical now. When you look at pathogens coming into the body and things, so like if you're chronically yeah. ill, you'll have a lot of path- pathogens and parasites and things in your body. Um, this cystus uh, is very good at unveiling them and kind of uh, uh, a, lot, right. a, lot, a lot of pathogens cover themselves in a biofilm, like a coating, to stop uh, your immune system getting at them. So they dig in, these little brutes dig into your immune system and they can stay there for years and end. Uh, so what the cystus tea does, it's also an energy giver as well, but it, it gets and it, it destroys this biofilm around them. Uh, so it kind of like gets rid of their cloak of, of invincibility. Then your immune system can get into them and go, right, you're in like a bouncer, you're not coming in tonight, you're, out you go. Um, so there's some amazing stuff uh, found but um, I guess, you know, you're probably too healthy. You don't need that in, in many respects. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's some good stuff out there. Um, right, so 
diet wise you, you eat a balanced healthy diet and you you, you most of the time yeah, most of the time yeah <laughs> i think you have to indulge sometimes because oh, yeah. we, we, you know in this modern age we can, we can get anything kind of we want really in terms of indulgences can't we so we kind of like <laughs> food wise and drink wise you've got to have a a little blow, yeah. up, blow up sometimes um and but so i stopped drinking as well i didn't when yeah. i found out that alcohol damages brain cells I yes thought, I need to preserve all the ones I've got. Yeah, it does. So, it, it does yeah, it, it, I've not it, really um, drunk since. It does, but uh, luckily brain cells reproduce themselves. And, yeah. Uh, there's something really important, neurogenesis, um, which is actually your, your brain's ability to form new pathways and for new brain yeah. cells to build, uh, to build themselves. Um, one thing that I, I've, I've shared with people before um, there's a particular type of uh, mushroom called lion's mane, uh, which comes from Japan, Chloe. Uh, and you can get these capsules or you can get it as a powder. But that stuff is dynamite. I've been using this for nearly two months now and it is absolutely, for neurogenesis, it is oh, really? the Rolls Royce of supplements. This stuff is, and it's not expensive. I think you get like... I've got like 90 capsules for eight pounds or something. And yeah. I'm taking two of these in the morning, uh, along with uh, some vitamin D to help absorb it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also take something else from Japan called Ashitaba, which is uh, using a tablet or capsule form as well. That's a cephalic, so it helps your brain, boosts your brain. And now I know particularly with you being a teacher and, and this is going to be useful for you, um, I think you'll probably find a lot of benefit from those two. Oh, right, cool, thanks. Uh, yeah, but, um, those really, really good stuff. Um, and the the kind of difference it's made to me just in the last month or two has been really? off the scale. And I know other people have, 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 have uh, told me in the past about these, but I only just got round to, to using them. Right, so, and through everything you've been through in those couple of years as well, obviously your husband was there to support you. That's yeah. a, a main thing as well. Um, you know, were, were the times when, uh, you know, kind of he, he, he was there to scoop you up, kind of mentally, oh, physically? Oh, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. Bless him. It wasn't, so, but it, it it wasn't easy. No, I, but he, he, he was he just, he was so open open to it and learning yeah. about triggers and uh -huh. why I perhaps did things I did, and yeah, it was one time, and he, he we, we were doing a house, and he he was trying to talk about something, some plans for somewhere, and he was fuming. He was absolutely livid because he thought I was completely yeah. ignoring him because right. I looked away. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm concentrating so hard on what you're saying. <laughs> I couldn't look at him because oh, that was him. too distracting. Yeah, and so there were a couple of times where. He thought I was ignoring him, or something else happened. Yeah. But then it's but then but those things needed to happen for him to know. Actually, no, that's not the case. That's my strategy for like concentrating or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, of course. All it's... I have to say to him is spoons. You know that you've heard of the spoon theory, haven't you? I have. I've heard it many times. Yes. Yeah. I thought <laughs> if you know all all these things, you know that you're going to know that. Yeah. So all I have to say <laughs> is spoons. It's been spooned to death, he unfortunately. Knows, <laughs> <laughs> he knows Sorry. I have nothing, <laughs> nothing left. So well, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Bless him. Um, it's it's always difficult. Um. You, you know, for somebody else there to, to try and, uh, you know, 
but but if you've got somebody by your side like that, then that 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 is truly important. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I went through mine on my own, so I was like, you know, I was kind of like, <laughs> I just got a bit mental. So hard. Um, so yeah, we, we've already talked about uh, diet and exercise and other things being important. Uh, have you got any other tips for, for people listening, Chloe, that you you might find uh, they might find helpful? I think just just rest. I think it really, but then again, I was, I'm so lucky because I got sick pay. So I yeah, could be okay. off where I couldn't yeah. physically do my job, but then there's plenty of people that can't physically do theirs, but don't get paid. And yeah, I'm lucky yeah. that I, we did get into financial difficulty because yeah. I then mm. went into half pay and that wasn't enough to cover bills and things. No, but I understand, yeah. uh, so it, you know, it did, it did we're still obviously still repaying things and stuff, but yeah, sure. It's just taking the, the the your brain, you know, the time your brain needs to get better. And I joined um a group. We're lucky in the UK. We've got an a great charity. I hope you've had positive experience with them called uh, Headway. Oh, Headway. I've not had any um, dealings with them actually, but oh no, no. That yeah, they're a brain injury charity, and I've got yeah. a place in the London Marathon to run for them next year, baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm oh, so great. excited. That's great. If anyone yeah. wants to sponsor me, that'd be amazing. Right. Shout <laughs> out to the listeners. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they um they provide lots of leaflets about the difficulties um that you'd have yeah. and the different symptoms and why, yeah, and do. and tips for recovery. And they mm-hmm. have local groups all over the UK. They do, yeah. So. Going, going to meet people there, and they put me in touch with a brilliant solicitor right, because the okay. insurance company with my car, the the solicitors of my insurance company, did not support brain injury at all, and they just oh they were right. awful. Oh they dear. it was so stressful, yeah. So they put me in touch with a specialist solicitor who dealt with loads of cases. He knew exactly how to deal with me. It was really patient. Right. Knew oh, how fantastic. not to bombard me with information, and yeah. he was amazing. Um, oh, hooray for him! And they were a great, a great sort of source of information and support as well. Hmm. Uh, right, yeah, no, yeah, no, I never had any deals with Headway. I don't know why. Um, I've I've seen some of the leaflets, and they seem pretty good. But um, <laughs> they do I've, a little card. You can get a little card off them to say you've got a a, a mild T. TBI or whatever. Yeah, you got like, uh, yeah. and it'll say, you know, please be patient with me. Yeah. It's really good in a shop when you can't find your words to speak to the. Yeah, yeah, that is good. And, uh, and you can't get your words out. You can just show them that and. Yeah, there's there's a lady in in the states who went on Facebook for many years. I think Lauren Bridges is her name, and she does a similar type of thing where where she made uh, cards and she made uh, even like a symbol to show hidden disability, hidden uh, illness and so on. Yeah. But it is important. I think more people get it these days. Um, yeah. I know here when you got like bus stations and uh, things like that, they have, they have signs up now saying, you know, if you have need of help or if you've got one of these cards, yeah. and, you know, we, it will help you. And I think it's important that things are changing gradually. Um, but I think the major changes that we need uh, as a nation countrywide is uh, like consistency with healthcare. Yeah, because our um, experiences couldn't be more different, could they? And that's not. Oh right. no, I, I've just. Apart from one or two individuals in in the last since two thousand six, I can't think of anybody else in the NHS that did anything but harm 
to me um, through what they did or the, the kind of like apathy or neglect. But that's just where, I mean, the problem with where I live in Bradford is it's, it's probably, I think it's the first, it's one of the poorest cities in the country um, because there's, there's uh, a great divergence of, of cultures and, and races and religions that live here. Um, then we've got like Leeds next door, which is like the, 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 the money city. They've got all the money, all the kind of like wealth and stuff. So we're kind of like the poor relative down the road. Um, so yeah, our health service has always been underfunded. It's always been uh, kind of yeah a, a touchy subject. Um, but yeah, I, I encourage you if you are listening in and you are in an area where things are difficult. So there may be certain cities in the city in the city areas and so on as well. Don't give up hope because you know, although you, you might not be able to access help from the NHS as, as as I couldn't and others can't, you might be able to find that there's other people that can help you in different ways. So you might find uh, like fellowship through groups. I mean, I, I went to different groups and things. I had fibromyalgia as well, and that's how I found Dr. Merrick and and got other help. But it needn't always be expensive. No. So yeah, I know. I know you do you. You pay for your healthcare here all your life. You know, you pay for it from the minute you start work yeah. and your taxes, your VAT, your income tax, all the other stuff. So you kind of want to be able to feel that at the point you need to use it, it's there. But yeah. it's not always there. Um, so I, I think now doctors and their attitudes are changing as well. I know um, a lot of them are. They can see through with the fact that you know the system is just loaded t t as a business model really um but yeah no it, 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 you've got to be able to to look elsewhere if it, things aren't working i think as well okay so um right what else was i going to ask you there was another question <laughs> just my moment of random obliqueness i call it that i just gone um oh yeah um i was going to ask you about um the like the future and what yeah. what you got planned in terms of like uh, what's going on now how do you see things progressing now that you, you you're getting better and better Chloe yeah I think I've thought I think a few times you know a few times over the last 18 months two years I think well you know this, this is where I'm at I don't mm -hmm. think I'm going to get any better but it's okay because I can function I, okay. I limit my social life a lot. I used to charge around every right. weekend. I'd be all over the country seeing friends or someone be here. <laughs> yeah, and I can't fun. do it anymore. But right. then I'm getting older, so maybe that's maybe that comes into it as well. What? Um, <laughs> what are you fucking you know, you know? Bloody hell, wait till you get to your late forties and you'll be <laughs> oh. So like I you know, I limit I, I'm I'm aware of triggers and Yeah. I know how what I need to do but I'm happy right. with my life and I do Good. everything I want to do so it's okay um mm -hmm. but then my husband does say I think you know I think you're a bit better again you've I've no, I noticed you've not oh, been spooned out but then as you yeah. know I got spooned out on the train by a woman today so it does still oh, happen said, yeah. but I, I recovered <laughs> really quickly from it so right um yeah do, do, do you I'm not, just indulge me a minute do you want to share a few things that might help with that kind of spooning out 
Because yeah, there, there's some stuff I know. I know, like, because you said you don't generally take anything. I mentioned lion's mane; that'll massively help you. But okay. what I find is that a, a huge do- a dose of high strength vi- vitamin B complex every day okay. will help you. And I mean, like, more than the recommended daily allowances, because yeah. you, your body, with most B vitamins, your body can expel anything it doesn't need. Okay. Another one which I've used for many years because since I stopped all drugs back in about, uh, or, or nearly all drugs apart from painkillers, back in 2011 and 12 was 5-HDP. Now what this does, yeah, 5-hydroxytryptophan yeah, is from the uh, Griffonia simplicia. It's a, a, a very, it's a seed from a tree which grows generally in Africa. And uh, it's a serotonin booster, but it also okay. wards off any type of anxiety, depression, and so on. But it also brings clarity and allows you to sleep. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's, there's some some good ones um, yeah. that are out there that even if you don't feel like you are kind of down in mood or depressed or whatever, yeah. you can still take it every day to, to, to uh, as a cephalic to boost, it, boost your brain. Okay. So... Um, That's- yeah, the B vitamins. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Let me think. You've got, um, yeah, I, I tend to use a lot of essential oils, things like that, and I'll blend them. I've, I've learned about that down the years. Um, two good ones, a, a good brain boosters, this uh, calamus oil. Okay. Uh, calamus is a root of a plant. It was used back in Roman times, and it's used in Ayurvedic medicine. It's not only a brain booster, a cephalic, as they call it. It's um, uh, good for um, what else is it good for? It's good for all kinds of things. Memory, <laughs> um, memory as well. Uh, but it, it's good for relaxation. Uh, but it's also like a physical stimulant, and it's one of those bizarre ones that works either way. So depending on your kind of biorhythms and your state. So if if you are kind of like waking up thinking about going exercising and so on then you can use it it will act as a stimulant but yeah, on, right. on the other side so if you're in a night if you put it like some maybe a few drops in a bath or whatever or, yeah. or soak your feet it will relax you it'll, it'll take you the other way mm-hmm. and i love a bit of lavender on my pillow lavender's good yeah love uh, a bit of lavender lavender's yeah. fantastic uh if you can get yeah. cash if you can get cashmere lavender Right. right now, there's a company which can't be far from you, Anglesey Organics. Yeah, uh, if you look across the water, yeah, I can see it from my house. Yeah, yeah. If, if you look on eBay, Anglesey Organics, they do cashmere lavender, which is beyond uh-huh. beyond lush. There's lavender, oh, and oh. then and then there's lavender, and then there's cashmere lavender, which is just so amazing, and it's not expensive, but it, it uh-huh. seems to be even more. Because uh, a lot of lavenders we get essential oils that are French or Spanish or whatever, but the cashmere one is just is something about it that is like, oh, oh, yeah? whoa, oh, I've got this some stuff is it, absolutely luscious. Yeah. Um, the other one that's good uh, as an all round is capybara, capybara essential oil, uh, and that I've is never heard that. well, that's that comes from the Amazon. Uh, the capybara tree is uh, packed full of phytochemicals it is uh full of uh beta carophyllenes bcp um that's the same stuff that you find in cannabis oil which reduces inflammation it heals cuts and bruises uh, literally overnight uh it help, works with colds and coughs and, and flus 
uh, respiratory system, uh, works with digestion, everything, that stuff is, they called it the golden healer oil, um, oh. but it, it is amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, those two particularly, and I've mentioned these before in podcasts, but those two are really, really superb. You need to write the guy to brain injury recovery, don't you? I, I wrote a book years ago, but I, oh, couldn't, I, I couldn't get it published. I didn't have the. I found out that he needed so much money to get it published. I was like, oh, oh sod, sod this, I ain't got it. <laughs> so oh, I do it in the podcast now, and then people can, can find the stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think um, there, there were a few episodes recently where we've talked about natural remedies uh, and things and how nature has a power to heal. Um and I've written a protocol on how to heal from a concussion within two weeks, um, regardless. Oh, we so. should have that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. This is the thing, though. You don't have it at the time. No. You don't know until no. afterwards, until years of study and research and everything else. And, uh, you know, kind of me being a, a huge geek for this kind of stuff, I, I, I found it out. So, yeah, there's a few tips for you. Thanks. Um, right, so what's left to say from here on? So, yeah, and the future's looking bright and positive for you. Very, uh, so yeah. That's really good. Um, and is there anything else uh, you'd like to share about your, your, your personal journey with people listening? I don't think so. Just just to tell people not to give up. And yeah, to keep positive. Yeah. yeah. Which is so hard when you're... You can't, you know, you can't do the things you could do, and you just don't know what's going on. And yeah, but it is sure it does get better. It just takes time, and if you've got, you know, a protocol to hand, it could just be two weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, like I said before, I had a last, I had a bad concussion this year. It was, uh, I think, at end of March, and um, it was in like, a lovely old place which had like. Uh, Unfortunately, the ceilings and beams and things weren't even, and, and being kind of six foot two, I uh, absolutely whacked the top of my head on this beam. I mean, I actually saw stars. Oh, uh, really? And, uh, yeah, the first time. And I did it again the same day, so a few hours later. I think um, the, 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 there was no lighting in the hallways in this place I stayed at. And... Um, the first time was quite painful. The second time was special. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then I was like, right, I know what to do now. And it was such a, such a contrast. Yeah, this is it's such a contrast from like, fifth, you know, kind of all those years earlier. Why well, so I got straight to work and like the next day I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm floating in space. Um, and then I thought, right, what do I have in my toolkit that's with me? What kind of things to have with me? And I had one or two. Luckily, I had uh, like some big uh, 630C Arnica tablets. I, had, I did have at the time, I had some Nordic fish oil. I had some Kapiba with me. So I had a few things. And then when uh, a day or two late, day or so late when I got home, I got the rest and I just like totally constantly went on the cycle of every few hours and then hydration everything else so yeah there was a few things that i did i'm going, going to complete details and then yeah within the week i was feeling better and then within two weeks it's oh. like nothing had ever happened God. um and so yeah if i'd only known that <laughs> back in the if day known, yeah. but you, you don't know this you don't no. know these things. i think 
a big mistake I made as well was going back to work too early. Yeah. I yeah. just felt so guilty about being off. Mm. And that had a big impact on my recovery. I think the, right. the, the negativity around the guilt. Uh-huh. And um, I went back within maybe a month, right. three weeks or something of the injury. Yeah. Bear in mind, I was off a year following that. Hmm. And um, yeah, it was, yeah, I really shouldn't have gone back. And it, really exacerbated symptoms and okay so yeah. yeah but you don't you you just if you know you face concussion you just you just don't know do you no you don't no i'm i'm no one no one, you go to the doctors no one tells you any of this so they don't because you have to learn the hard way yeah but they, they, there's no way that they can ever understand and no. you know it's not it's not something that even I think, yeah, a really good neurologist like the one you'd seen would have a good idea because they probably treat a lot of sports people uh, and so yeah. on. Um, but in terms of day-to-day life, yeah, most people aren't athletes or sports people. They don't have, uh-huh. that, they don't have that level of physical or uh, mental fitness that would allow them to recover quicker. Um, no. So, yeah, it can be like me at the time. I was fairly fit at the time when I had my injury. I was fairly physically fit still. I was, I was, you know, could, but it did take me down. Like you said, the fatigue, the fatigue. Oof. Oh yeah, on me But I, I went straight. I was straight back at work, uh, at like yeah. a day or two, a couple of days later. But I knew that I was floating in space, as I call it. Yeah. I knew that you know I was having headaches. I was having like you know I was feeling inflamed, in my, and it was just like whoa. And I carried on working. I was doing quite a technical, detailed job at the time. Uh, uh, Chloe, concentration. But, yeah, concentration. And yeah. I was actually doing all right. And I think I lasted between kind of uh, like in August. I lasted till about Christmas time. And then I'd, I'd, wow. I'd, I'd booked myself a holiday. Uh, I booked myself a couple of weeks in Mexico and uh, went, had a wonderful time and then came back and then I just crashed. And they demoted me and kind of cut my pay. Um, and then waited till like the following June. I, I would still have to go under all the... They put a lot of really, really kind of restrictive conditions on me. And I was like struggling anyway. Uh, and then like wait till my birthday in June. And then they suspended me and I never went back. So oh. after that, it was like, yeah, career change time, ka-ching. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got to have a career change now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think, but it probably wasn't a great career at that point. So it was probably a blessing. Mm. Yeah, right. So, yeah, good. We've covered a lot in, in just uh, an hour or so. Uh, so I want to thank you very much, Chloe, for... Uh, being able to talk about this and and you know i know it is an emotional subject for anybody i didn't cry though that's good no, <laughs> no that's all right you know you can you can't crying crying is often a good thing yeah it's a it's a form of purging is crying you know it's kind of getting emotions out but yeah um so thank you very much and uh thank you everybody that's listened and i will bid you a very good night chloe and uh Mustard. <laughs> Thanks for being the, f- <laughs> the first so Brit on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that was our interview with Chloe just earlier on today. So that's a really good chat. And um, Chloe's very, very, 
strong, positive-minded about recovery and recovering from uh, the effects of concussion, despite how, you know how bad things can be. And uh, yes, yeah, living proof that you know you you have to believe that you're going to get better and you're going to get well. And uh, you know, obviously, working as a teacher, as she does, important work. Uh, that's really truly great to hear her story very inspiring and really really great I just says once again yeah to, to have a, a fellow Brit on the program um, so in future podcasts yeah I know we're going to have maybe one or two more Brits on but uh, yeah if you're listening to this and you are in uh, the UK groups or anywhere in the British Isles or any British speaking country anywhere please do get in touch with me uh, if you'd like to uh, come on and uh, chat and and talk about your own thoughts and your own views on recovery from PCS. be really, really happy to hear from you. Okay, so uh, for now, all that remains for me to say is how you can get in touch with us um, through Facebook, uh, the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide Groups. Uh, there's a few of them there. Uh, you can get in touch with myself. Feel free to send me a friend request or a message. Uh, David Bottomley and uh, also you, you've got our uh, WordPress blog site which is Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness UK .wordpress.com on Twitter handle is uh, at Post-Concussion or with myself at David74 spelt D-A-V-I-G-E 74 and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Keep your accounts and your uh, comments, your uh, praise, criticisms, keep everything else coming. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you all very soon. Thank you. Goodbye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcasts that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community, community dictates, we're here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that, but you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as ABC XYZ. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own re um, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist or whomever, or your psychiatrist or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out any more, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't, please don't accept what we're saying 
as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 now at least. And, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about... Um, thinking that you know anything else just just really really enjoy what we're doing and so much love and respect to you all thank you